You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. We preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts, as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. This is episode number 122, and it's also hunt talk episode number 12 today i'm joined by peyton carehole and jake gaylord before we started the podcast Peyton, you were telling us a great story about how you went running today to stay in shape for deer season of course <laughs> yeah the little debbies were catching up so i went on a run with a sweatsuit today and had to have luke come pretty much pick me up in the car how far ran did you get quarter of, how far did i run i ran about a quarter of a mile how far did i put in total almost two miles i'm getting pretty big now Big sauce. Is that, do you get big from running in a sweatsuit? I thought the, the point was to lose weight. <laughs> well, Carol, um, I don't know where she start. Jake, do you want to start with Kansas or Oklahoma? You get to pick. You're the Listen, media. I have nothing to talk about. I'm not the one that's, that's, that's killed deer. You got a, you got a dang good point. So last, last uh, episode, we talked about the six by seven. That was the last one we shared. Y'all are going to start thinking that this 110 acre lease is magical because Carol slipped in on his first morning and uh, was was in the chips. So, Carol, let's hear the hear the story of the the deer, the second uh, hit lister at the one ten that uh, went down this last weekend. How how this go down? Yeah, so I uh, I actually wasn't going to go this last weekend, and then uh, Christian, you actually called me and talked me into it at about Friday at five o'clock. That's right. Thought, well, what are, what are friends for? I have uh, I have all weekend really um made the three and a half hour drive starting at 10 p.m on friday made it all the way to our secret spot at a hotel all day in and i thought well i'm just gonna sleep in my truck so i literally put all my hunting clothes on and it's <laughs> like yeah i i just slipped on my my pants and my jacket and cranked that heater up in my truck because it was a cold front it was kind of it's kind of misting too we're not worried about scent control <laughs> wearing all that stuff when you weren't in the woods <laughs> hey i play it by win baby <laughs> but uh but yeah uh got up at about 5 30 went went to the lease takes you about 30 minutes just to get back there uh, so hold on let's not, let's not skip over this you hit the 45 degree decline uh, decline like you hit the truck the truck bed how, how was your sleep that night because historically speaking you don't sleep well in the truck <laughs> no i don't well i sleep okay when people aren't messing with the with the ac stuff um but if I get to keep the temperature at what I want and how I can sleep. Carol, yeah, you're I, the whole, I, you're the whole reason that we had to start camping. Me and Jake were fine sleeping in the truck until you came along. What's your ideal, I, uh, what's your ideal like temperature to fall asleep? I don't know. Uh, about 70 degrees, but about 70. Okay. Well, I got a full, I got a good, like two and a half hours of sleep that night. So I was well rested and ready to go. Yeah. That's, um, that's two hours more than what you've been getting. Yeah, exactly. So I went, <laughs> Got up, drove to the lease, got, finally got down there and uh, was looking at Onyx. I've only been out there once. I um, was looking at Onyx and had three pins, and two of them were potential pins. I didn't know that. Um, got out there and could not find the stand. I went to the wrong stand. I had a, north, uh, I had a northeast wind, and I walked northeast of the stand and sit there, and I finally found the stand, or I found another stand. I thought, yeah, this isn't the right one. 
And so I was like, and I'm Northeast, so I have scented all this up. But, uh, you know, I drove this far. I'm here. I'm just going to go and, and give it a shot. So what'd you do? Who'd you call? I called Christian at Who'd 6.30 you call about in 630? the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Call Christian at 6.30 in the morning and said, dude, I don't have the right pen. You know what I thought? So, There's no way Carol got one this early. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was cloudy and rainy. So I actually didn't actually get light till like 7.30. Uh, but I got, finally found the stand, shimmied up realized yeah there's this tree is not going to hold a blow hanger because that it was cold i didn't bring gloves i thought it was going to be like 55 60 degrees how it normally was well it was 45 when wind chill was like 35 so i have a, a light jacket on and just shorts and pants on and i get up there and i'm 10 minutes into this hunt and i am freezing absolutely shaking and freezing i thought yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do i didn't bring gloves i didn't bring anything couldn't get the bow hanger in the tree because there's really nowhere to put it in that tree with the stand thought well i'm gonna hold it so i held my bow and i held my string with my hand and put it in the pocket and my bow was just sitting on my lap with my bag and finally got my camera set up and there's really not a good place to put the camera either where'd you end up putting it um bottom right there's a limb that sticks up right there by your right leg so i just put it on it but you don't really have a clear clear you do at the theater have a pretty clear shot but uh it wasn't really good for a camera but it was where it was set up so i was deciding to roll with it i'd sit there for about an hour and a half and didn't see anything it's about 8 45 8 50 when finally I was like, okay, I'm going to sit till 9.30 and then I'm going to get down because I'm probably not going to see anything after 9.30. I don't know. Um, so I had these doe walk in, three of them, right to the south south of me. And I thought, well, they are walking exactly on my trail, so they're going to blow in this hunt's over. Three of them walked in and they were pretty fishy. They knew something wasn't right, but they were like, oh, it's cold. It doesn't even matter. We're going to go eat some corn. We hungry. <laughs> yeah exactly so they uh they finally made their way to the feeder and i mean i'm at this point just these doe are 20 yards away and sit at this feeder for 20 30 minutes have no clue that i'm there have no idea they, they had a feeling but they didn't did see you want to pop one when you were sitting there were you like no not really i was like man i'm too far i don't want to deal with this stuff i'm too far away from home right now but uh but yeah i I sit there for about 15, 20 minutes and those does started to wander off, but they came back. And then, uh, <clears throat> at about nine, 10, nine 15, I heard a step North Northwest of me about, it was really close, like 10 yards. Yeah. I heard, I heard a footstep about 10 yards from me to the Northwest and turned around and there he was. I mean, he walked underneath the tree limbs, not underneath the tree, but underneath the tree limbs, he was at seven yards. And I thought, Oh my God. Isn't it crazy how quickly, so if you guys have watched our videos before, this is the spot I shot the funky buck the last year, uh, last year, we just released that video. It's crazy how, how those deer can pop up on you. It's like one second, they're not there. The next second you look over, you're like, oh, there's one right. Yeah. There. It's, it's just a little, I mean, it's just a little, like there's, there's multiple fields and there's tree lines. And I mean, this field's probably only what, like four acres, Very three, four acres. Yeah. It's, it's pretty small. And yeah, he snuck up in on me and I thought, oh my God, that's, that, that's him. My camera's not on. I'm not standing up. There's three doe at the feeder. I don't, I already know there's no way that I can stand up and get ready because these doe are going to bust me in a, in a heartbeat. So I thought, well, 
I've got no choice, but I'm going to have to shoot my first shot ever sitting down. Never shot sitting down. So I turn the camera on, and at the same time, I'm, <clears throat> this buck's getting pretty comfortable. He, he hadn't moved. He's at the feeder now, and he hadn't moved a muscle. Um, I got the uh, cell cam notification that morning. Like, it was after you called me, but I got the cell cam, and I was like, oh, like he was standing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was getting real comfortable. And at the same time, I'm trying to zoom, and we'll have a video, you know, uh, coming out, I'm sure, here here pretty soon. But I was sitting there trying to zoom in on the camera, but I had a, a, a stick in front of me or a limb, and it kept focusing on the limb. And so I messed with this camera for probably like three minutes. And I thought, all right, this is my last chance, and I'm done messing with the camera. I'm going to shoot this deer. And it finally got focused on him. And uh, I went to <clears throat> I went to shoot and went to draw back, and I don't have a top on my uh, <clears throat> arrow, uh, arrow holder. So I went to pull Your it rest. back. And, yeah, my rest. I couldn't think of the word. Um, and my arrow falls off and clings. <laughs> I was like, as you were drawing back, it fell. As off. I was drawing back, and I was like, <laughs> "Man, you got to be kidding me!" So I'm like a quarter of the way draw back, and I'm like messing with my finger up there, kick the arrow back on. I'm like, "All right, it's game time." I mean, he looked around, he heard it, he looked around, but he's like, "I don't care. I'm hungry." I mean, that's what happens when you when you uh, go hunt those high fences like like you guys did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But uh, but yeah, at this point, I'm sitting there drawing back, and I am freezing cold, and I have the rush, and I am shaking <laughs> very very badly. You were playing some pinball with your arrow. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, ding. I was. I was. I was shaking because I thought, dude, this is gonna be my first big bow buck. Um, but anyways, I. You've already picked out the mount before you even shot it. Yeah, exactly. What were you exactly. thinking when this year came in? Like, were you like, I want to shoot this deer for sure? Because we we weren't for sure how big he was. We knew he was like 240 pounds, um, but we weren't sure on the rack. Did you have to take any no, time I, to decide? When I saw it was him, I, we've already decided, hey, this is a shooter. We, we, I mean, he's old. He's an old deer, so it doesn't matter at this point to where I'm, I'm going to be happy with him. I, I think he's probably realistically going to go mid-120s. Somewhere in there, you know, he's, he's probably six and a half. This deer might be older than that. We have no idea. Um, but yeah, I, when I saw it was him, um, I thought, okay, I, he's for sure a shooter. I'm shooting him. He's old. He's, he's a decent buck and he's old. That's exactly what we're looking for. So yeah, when I finally got pulled back and, and I finally quit the shakes, I'd pull, I'd been drawn back for probably like 15 seconds and I flew, sent the arrow and, and heard it smack and, hit and was like okay it's a little high from the heart but the shot placement looked good and so i'm trying to you know get the video footage of him running away and he takes a, a right around a tree and dips back left and i get to watch this deer probably for three seconds and so at this point this is when the really the shaking really hits in and i am just up there i mean i'm about to fall out of the tree stand i'm shaking so hard like oh my god i hit him good he's gonna die like I know it was a it was a good it was a good shot might be a little high but it's going to be a dead deer I think. So how was uh how was your, like shooting sitting down like did you like that more than than uh, standing up because me I personally prefer like sitting down when I shoot and I probably keep, like harvested more deer by doing that than like standing up. So I didn't like my whole body being facing the deer. Cause when I stand up, you know, you're turned sideways and you're all lined up. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like there was a little more support, but I didn't have time to think I went through my progressions. Okay. Got it in my, you know, 
touching my nose, touching my mouth, got my anchor point, you know, um, not canting my bow, looked at my little bubble, not canting my bow, check my sight tape. I already had my sight tape at 25 because I knew that's probably where it was going to be. Went through all the progressions and thought, okay, my progressions are good. There's no reason I can't make this shot sitting down because nothing's changing. Um, but there's but yeah. this, there's this moment though when you get in a full draw. It, it happens to me every time I shoot a buck. You get in a full draw and you're you get in a full draw and they haven't like busted you and you're like, oh my god, it's almost like this moment of display. <laughs> you're like, this yeah. is gonna this is gonna happen. Like, yeah, as long as I don't yeah. mess up, this is gonna happen. What were you thinking like the moment that your pin started to touch like lethal spots on this deer? Game over, baby. <laughs> confidence over. right yeah Check. no I, I had confidence i mean i i was you know it, that was one thing that i've been lacking the last few years so i switched from a botech to an elite i uh, shot a botech invasion switched to an elite tempo and the botech invasion was a pretty small bow i got it 10 years ago and i could not shoot that same thing worth of crap i thought 35 yards is my limit with my botech that is my limit but after shooting my elite i shot it you know for a month and a half out of season shot it almost every day and i was putting it in the circles almost every single shot i'm going in with a hundred percent confidence of hey but deer comes in and as long as nothing crazy happens it's 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 going to be a done deal he Did ducked a little but there was no excuse for me he, he maybe an inch maybe two inches but do you feel like that off-season prep helped a lot in like keeping your composure just like those oh. reps of seeing it damn after time after time. Yeah, a- absolutely. Absolutely. The reassurance of the deer showing up too, you know, he showed up 80% of the days too. And I, I had a lot of confidence going in, a lot of confidence in my shot. More of in my shot. Now, you know, when we, when we head to public here in, in two, three weeks, I'm, I was shooting good at 60, you know, last time we were in Kansas on, you know, sighting in our bows and making sure everything was good. I was, you know, shooting well at 60. So I'm, I'm willing to go up to 50, 55, yards with my shot and that helped out a lot so what happened after after you shot the buck after you started to distribute the footage to all the to all the friends yeah i instantly knew of the first thing i did was kick that video camera on i thought all right where'd i hit it because it was a little high i think i double lunged him but it was a little high um so i instantly looked at the footage and at this time i'm trying to get phone footage from my camera but i'm shaking because i'm so nervous and cold at the same time I thought I got to go back and get in the truck and I got to heat up and I got to pull my laptop out and look at this. Well, my luck, I forgot my laptop. So I'm still on my camera I get back to the truck, do a little interview. I didn't do an interview right after the shot. Cause I was like, what the heck just happened? This happened so fast. I didn't even know what happened. I think it's probably best when you don't, because like I always say, say like stupid crap. Like I'll, I'll either say the same thing 27 times or smoke them, smoke yeah, them. or I'll just like, just go crazy where you can't even understand. So like, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to do a delayed like interview at the end. <laughs> yeah. No. I, you got to get those I, raw emotions. Well, my raw I, emotions look like, never mind. That, that's pretty dark, but anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, as soon as I lost sight of the deer, I instantly turned that camera on to see where the shot was to give me some confidence. But yeah, I, I called, you know, 10 people and every, every single person was like, that is a hundred percent a dead deer. hundred percent. Um, you double lunged him a lot, you know, uh, one of our buddies calling, he said, it might be over the lung, but I don't think you're in dead man's land. So, uh, or no man's land. So I think, uh, is that a thing? Yeah. Backstrap. <laughs> <laughs> the TikTok biologists would, would argue, argue with you on that. 
It yeah, also that, helps when you all sprinkle like like a whole bunch of blood thinner within the corn. And so as they eat that, like any any type of puncture, like it could be mosquito bite and they'd bleed out. So that does help. That's just the next level thing you can do if you really want to be a killer. In light of all the illegal things that have happened today that I've seen on Facebook with game boards, <laughs> I don't want to talk about putting blood thinner in corn. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, we uh, got back to the truck, looked at it, and I thought, i got to give this deer plenty of time. I mean, I, I'm i sure I double Those double them. lung shots, they can they can last like five minutes or so. you got to yeah. give them time. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know <laughs> if I did or not. So I, uh, You I played went, it for single lung, right? Yeah, I mean, I played it. Be on the safe I, side. I Yeah, I'm always, I always try to be safe. Okay? I'm going to give this deer at least two hours. That's my minimum. Yeah, so we I went to go get lunch at Whataburger, came back, um, <clears throat> Was like, oh, I'm gonna just go in there. You know, if I double lunged him, he's dead. If I hit him in no man's land, then he's probably not. But if you hit him in no man's land, he's probably not gonna die. Well, you, you, They're from my experience, him. like if you hit him in no man's land, then you're gonna shish kebab him or get a complete pass through. And your arrows sound like Mike Tyson was like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> it was, man. It was a I, smack. I was pumped when I watched that video. I was like, oh, I stuck him. I stuck him. He's it hurting. sounded like it he hurt. Got, yeah. Oh, he was acting like it hurt too. But I get back out there, do a little interview saying, Hey, I'm going to go in and look for it. Uh, found the arrow about 15 yards away. And the arrow didn't look too reassuring because there wasn't a lot of blood on it. There was, but I only got about a foot of penetration, probably like 15 inches somewhere in there. And I thought, well, it's not, a, it's not all the way through, but it might be enough. Um, so I'm looking for blood and there is hardly any blood. I mean, hardly any, but it goes into that next field up there to the Northeast. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go up where, there. And where you see. were up there, like hanging out that morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was only like 40, 50 yards from the other stand. Um, so I, uh, I walk up there and I was like, I'm just going to see in this open field, the grass looks like it gets a little shorter. And I popped over a little hill and was like, there he is. He didn't even go a hundred yards and he's out there dead. Did you walk up the blood trail on where he had, like, and I know you didn't have to because you saw the deer at that point, but did you, did you walk up the blood trail? Uh, No, I, I walked the blood trail for, the blood trail was like five yards. And I was like, I'm going to this field and I'm just going to start zigzagging because he's, if I double lunged him, he's probably in this field. I didn't follow the blood trail for five yards. I was like, I'm going to go just check to see if he's laying out in this field. I'm just going to go check. And sure enough, he was. And I thought, oh my gosh, I see his body. I see his body. So at this point I'm panicking. Like this is real. This is, this is real. Panicking after the shot. Nice. Yeah. I, I before. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, couldn't come to the conclusion of, Oh my gosh, I've, I've, I've done it. You know, put a lot of, put a lot of blood, sweat and tears just to be able, you know, to, to sling an arrow and to actually complete it is just a feeling that a lot of people won't understand. What did you think? Did so, I shot a deer in, in that same property out of the same stand seven days earlier. Did you think that was going to have a, a negative impact on your hunt? Because, you know, where we grew up, there ain't no getting into stand a week later and back-to-back. -back yeah. Two good ones. Yeah, no. No, that – I was a little discouraged at first. Um, was happy for you, but was like, okay, now, I, you know, I, I've got to give it two, three weeks. Hopefully shows back up. And then we got on the tactic cam and that deer, the shooter was there that evening after you had shot your deer. And I thought, man, they have, they have no idea. They're just, it's that spot is so secluded. We have done just such a good job of, we've been in there three times in a year, you know, 
we stay out of there. Those deer are not pressured. They probably don't even know what a human is back there because we just do such a good job of staying out of there and doing what we need to do and then just not messing with it. Well, the age structure says a lot about, about back there. Yeah. Because yeah. Christian's deer last year, the, the funky one, that was seven and a half. Uh, Jared scored the one from this year. That, that was seven and a half. And then uh, yours, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was seven and a half or, or even more. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's any less than five and a half, but my guess would be six and a half. That's crazy. Six and yeah, a half years old. We're doing it right. It's it's awesome because we know that there's there's still a lot more potential in there, you know, for next year and the year after. What's interesting about that property is like bedding is the limited resource in that area, and we could go in there and like you know spray and get rid of half that cover, but. I'm not, I'm not convinced that that would do anything for that, that property. I mean, if you look at it on, on any of the videos we've produced, it looks like a dumpy, nasty property. Like if someone went and toured you that place, you'd be like, I'm not buying this. This looks like yeah. crap. But for deer, yeah, I think they're just like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's the only thing around, man. It's, it's bean fields. And then it's, there's that. It's like, oh, where are they? They're here. You know, they, they have, they only have 200 acres and there's no telling how many deer on that 200 acres because it holds the only bedding for, for a mile. Yeah. For a mile. So yeah, as long as you slip in and you're quiet and do what you need to, then you're, you're going to see deer. You're going to have success. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a pretty cool story. I'm glad that you got to poke that buck because it's crazy because you sit back and I've looked at a lot of the podcast uh, that we've done and stuff. And it's like, Oh, this deer are showing up like clockwork. I hope that I can get one done. You always say that, you know, and then it never really works out mm-hmm. and back to back weekends. It's like smoke a seven and a half year old buck next weekend, go smoke at least a six and five and a half, at least a five and a half year old buck, probably a six and a half year old out of the same stand. And it's the season's just beginning. The The best hunting hasn't even started in that, in that place. Yeah. That's, that's what kind of made me nervous of, okay, we, we both agreed, Hey, we're staying out of there till next year, but we also have some, some potential in there for next year. That could be just absolutely insane. Well, the thing is, is if you get just a more grande show up again this year, then, uh, you know, I still got two buck tags. So <laughs> <laughs> you got your checkbook. Uh, it was uh, three fifty before season, but now it's thirty five hundred. Oh uh, well, depends how big it is. I'm gonna start selling it like those high finch hunts: one fifty to one sixty, thirty five hundred, one seventy, yeah. one eighty four. Listen, that's a good way to not get me interested. How many deer do you want to kill this year? That's all I'm asking. Well, here's the thing: the goal was was nine bucks this season, and people might say, "Oh, that's ridiculous." Well, we have three people, so that's three bucks a piece. We're two for nine so far. We just need you to pick up the slack, Jake. You couldn't have shot that 125 Listen, off public. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't. I could do have, that. and I still might, you know. <laughs> don't the do first that. or second day in November. Hey, <laughs> if that thing walks by me, it's just like mm. now don't at do this it. point, you're just dumb. So don't don't do it. You have plenty of good deer. Don't don't shoot that deer. What do you mean plenty of good deer? In Kansas, name one that, that we have on camera. We don't have any cameras out of Kansas. Well, we, we had we had one really good one, but you had to screw it all up in my spot that I worked really hard for. That's true. That's true. But Christian also had had a pop at it too, and he, he didn't connect. I didn't attempt. I didn't either. That's the thing. I didn't even get a pull back. I didn't either. Well, here we go. Where's I could have ricocheted one off the off the tree into the back hip and just been like, "How come you didn't just like like 
torque your bow super hard right when you release, and then it just spin around the tree, hit it in the Just like an air airbender? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe no, that, I, that. I, I know we already talked about that, but that was just that was just unfortunate. That was God saying, hey, you're not going to kill this deer. It's crazy that our spots that we've had so much confidence in Kansas just really haven't panned out yet. Yet. They, they still might, but Jair's is just – no, he got a he took a beating the other weekend, just like us. Oh, did he? he? Was he was back to the normalcy of public yeah, you know? yeah, man. That first weekend, he said, "Oh, I saw one forty, I saw one fifty. and I said, "Did you shoot them both, or what's the?" <laughs> you only have one at? tag. What what where are they at? You know, yeah. I better pray to God at one forty didn't walk by me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Carol, so we, we've been having a lot of different people send us stuff to try this season. What do you think of the Thorn Broadhead? You shot the Rift 2.2. What was your experience? It got the job done. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's one for one. So I'm going to continue until it doesn't. And I, I also will take into consideration bad shots. But, yeah, it, it stuck them. You, I mean, you go, we'll have the video out, you know, I'm sure in a few weeks, few months, whatever it may be. And you'll, you'll hear the sound. But it, it stuck them. It cut them pretty good. Um, you got to be careful about showing the cuts and, you know, all that stuff on social media because I don't know too many Karens out there, I guess. You met a uh, few of them while you were trying to clean the deer. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> Dude, gonna, you need we're, to tell that. No, 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 no. You have to. No. Why? This would go great on TikTok. Just please. For love no, of God. Because, you're getting canceled. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, we're we're okay, not going to well, talk yeah, about it. So, but, yeah. Th- do you think you hit the opposite shoulder? I think so. It's the only thing that made sense. When I looked at the video, I'm, I'm obviously I'm above the deer, so I'm shooting down on it. Um, I think so. It's I didn't have time. We loaded that deer up, and I took it to the processor right there. I didn't have time to – yeah, the processor didn't accept it. Yeah, or it was closed. But, uh, but yeah, I took it to the processor. They didn't accept it. But like I said, we're not going to talk about that. But when you, but when you gutted it, what did you, what did you think when you, when, not when you gutted it, when you cleaned it, did you look at where you caped it? Cause obviously you had to cape the deer right there. Yeah. I hit it a little farther back than the cape though. Oh, Um, okay. okay. Yeah. We, I hit it a little farther back than the cape. So I didn't really get, we were in a rush to clean it um, because didn't really have anywhere to clean it after we got out of that spot. So yeah, that's when the Karen started showing up and taking photos because I was cleaning the cleaning my own deer. I guess that that's not the right thing to do is clean a deer that you had shot. So <laughs> you should be like, you're right here. Let me drag it in the ditch. <laughs> yeah. You want it in the back of your truck? You can take it with you if you want, you know, or I can do it. It's just either, either one, but yeah, I guess uh, got to, we live in a different world than we did 10 years ago because it was so crazy because anywhere else, if I would have cleaned that and somebody drove by seeing me clean the deer, they would have stopped and congratulated me. But no, I had had to get a few smart remarks out of there. It's like, okay. I think just the closer you get like South of Oklahoma, closer you get to Texas, just the more Cairns that show up. Is that right? That's what it sounded like. Maybe. I guess so. Yeah. They just, I guess I've never seen a, a, a dead deer so well they're they're intimidated dude they were in the presence of a big buck slayer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that's true like, i'm that's a problem him. you now. are not him you are not him <laughs> yeah you better you best get on out <laughs> <laughs> what what uh do you feel a weight lifted off your shoulders for going into the hunting Man, public now are you, you gonna go in like a no demon <laughs> you have no clue there'll be about any mornings where i'm like ah, i'm tired no that's not what Maybe. i mean <laughs> 
Yeah, that's not no, a they, that's, that's a, what I mean. That's what I mean because there's no there's there's not near as much pressure on me because every year, you know, the last two years I've had my shots, but oh my god, I could not catch a break with anything. Everything that could go wrong was going wrong. But almost yeah, sounds like you're here, honey. I'm going to be a lot more. Yeah. I'm going to be a lot more. I'm very thankful um, for the opportunity that I had and I'm going to enjoy hunts more instead of, you know, I got in that stage where I'm like, okay, it's been a while. It's been a while. So I I need to kill one. I need to kill one. And truth is we don't need to kill one. We don't have to kill. We don't need it. That's easy for you to say. Yeah. It's easy for you to say after you're on that damn high horse. It's all about gratitude, me, thankfulness. Well, that's that. I mean, it may, it humbles you where you're like, wow, you know, I, I'm thankful, but I don't, every time I go hunt, it really made me enjoy the hunt a lot more, you know, especially yeah. seeing things. Cause we all get out there and we're like, I'm selling all my stuff. Well, that's what. That- <laughs> Goodbye. We were staying till Saturday. It's only Tuesday. Well, guess what? I'm going home. So yeah. we all get those, but yeah, it'll, it'll be a lot better every year because weights lifted off my shoulder. I'll actually be able to do a lot more camping, a lot more fun than, than stressing out. Cause I've been pretty stressed the last two years of, you know doing it right yeah that's what christy and i were talking about the other day while we were in kansas uh because we were talking about how like after a hunt if we get a big goose egg it's just like you know hunting's like a roller coaster you know you start right here at the baseline in the beginning of the season then all of a sudden like it goes down and then all of a sudden like when you shoot one it spikes way up but the thing is what we were talking about is since like christian already had one down at the time and i didn't his baseline is like up here for like the low median and mine's like down here. Cause I haven't killed one. So after you get one, it's like, you never hit that solid rock bottom. You just got that little buffer strip to like always fall back on. So he can go down and then hit the lowest of lows, but it can only go so far down. Cause he already has one. And me, it's just like, even if I see one, it's just like, Nope, back square one. You didn't shoot it. That's the way I picture it. Yeah. I've had two of those years. So yeah, they, they suck. Especially when roller coaster went underground. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It had a basement to it. Um, but yeah, I know there's a lot more people that go a lot longer than, you know, not shooting, but we put a lot. I mean, we also probably hunt a lot more and put a lot of effort than, you know, just an average individual to not be able to do that, not be able to shoot. But yeah, it really paid off. Well, the amount that we get to hunt, that's what I always tell. Um, that's what we and Jake were talking about is the amount that we get to hunt. I, I don't want to sound privileged, but I expect to shoot one if I get to hunt 30 days. Yeah. Like, I, I expect, like, it's not that I say, think that I earned one or deserve one. I expect to get a shot opportunity, just the law of averages is the amount of time that we get to spend on the tree. It's October 12th, and I've had 14 sits already. I On a normal year previously, I might have hunted twice by now. I've got to hunt 14 yeah, If sets. we would even, yeah, got, had the privilege to hunt by now. Exactly. So it's like, um, but a t- you talk about a testament of, uh, or a, a challenge of wills. Jake had a nice challenge with about 125 incher on, oh on public. How do you, how do you pass one up with, if you haven't shot one already, you know, one that you is just a little bit, you know, just a little bit off of your goal and it really tests your passing abilities. What was that? So like? we agreed upon our goal, like at least for Kansas, we wanted to at least net 130, correct? Yeah, that's the goal. Or like lowest of lowest of lows to at least net Pope and Young. Or just an absolute 300-pound swamp donkey pig that's disgusting. But this deer wasn't that. 
Yeah, no, this was just like like a nice mainframe eight. It had it had pretty good mass. It had pretty good time length, except for the brow tines. It barely had any brow tines. It might have had like a two and then a one incher. And uh, so it started when went and hunted this spot, and, and it's it's kind of a pain in the butt to get to. So like once you're there, just like you don't want to shoot something that's like I don't want to call that below average or something like that, but you don't want to shoot something small. It's almost like when we're hunting Southeast, it's like, okay, if you shoot something, especially back here, it better be a swamp donkey. Better be a big one. Yeah. And so Cause it's going to be a lot of squeeze to get exactly. out of here. So it's kind of the same situation, but again, like I haven't, I haven't shot anything. We seen that buck, uh, on that lake spot, that 145 incher that caught me and then ran to you. And then you weren't able to get a shot seen that one and then since then it was just like maybe little dinks a lot of those stuff like that but this was the first nice buck that we actually seen on hoof since then and uh got back there had a camera out there from the the pre the first trip at kansas and checked it and it had a lot of a lot of like really nice bucks but nothing just like oh wow except like maybe one 10 point that was like what 130 135 probably yeah and I was like, well, maybe, maybe he'll come out and we can take a, take a stab at it. Well, the first night, the first evening I sat down there is the first evening uh, I arrived in Kansas because I came came up a day late and got in there, sat down, and this was probably the best hunt of my life, deer wise, that that I've seen. Because when I say I saw like twenty five deer, I seen like probably. 17 18 19 doe and the rest were like bucks and they were all like in this corner of this uh bean field and i don't really want to describe like the way it's set up but uh there's a lot of bedding to the left and then basically everywhere else is just like the same type of habitat so it's like okay there's obviously they're probably going to come out of this side so that's kind of what, what i based upon that spot on Anyways, uh, it's like super early in the day. It's like either it's, I don't think it's five o'clock yet. And, uh, I had like two or three does start funneling out of the bedding. And I was like, Oh dang, they're moving like super early. And they just kept hanging around, hanging around, eating, probably like getting anywhere from like 40 yards to like 90 yards, just kind of hanging out. And then it started getting late in the evening, you know, towards prime time. And all of a sudden another one filtered out. Then another one came from the other side of the field. Then another one. And, uh, like little bitty bucks started showing up and stuff like that. And I was like, man, even if I don't see anything, this is awesome. Like I've seen so many deer that you just can't complain. And I was like, well, some of these bucks look like some of the little smaller bucks that showed up with some of the bigger bucks. And I was like, maybe the bigger bucks will make a showing. Well, as deer are still pouring into this field, uh, I kind of hear something to the left of me, which is pretty thick. And there's a lot of low hanging limbs and I have like one shooting lane that's probably 20 yards wide and uh I, I can shoot up basically until my sight uh runs out of room for me to rotate it right and so it it's kind of hard to like mark how far things are in a bean field like prematurely because like if you're in the timber you're like okay that that fallen tree right there that's 35 that that big old tree you know that's girthy that's 45 and so you kind of have all like those predetermined uh points of reference yeah yeah the predetermined yeah 
And with the bean field, it's just like, okay, I don't even know what I'm looking at through my rangefinder, so I'm just going to have to wait until something walks out. Anyways, I hear a deer coming, and through the through like all the foliage, I see just antler. And I'm like, if I can see that much antler, it has to be something like worth looking at. So I like turn on the GoPro, turn on the camera, and I get my rangefinder out, just just waiting because my, my bow's already knocked and stuff like that, sitting on the hanger in front of me. And it kind of steps out and I'm like, okay, that's, that, that's a pretty nice buck. And so like, I'm, I'm like debating on whether it's just one of the, the, the smaller, nicer ones or whether it's like that big 135. And I'm sitting there like, like trying to figure that out, like all in a split second, it seems like, and it gets behind this limb to like itch its face a little bit. And when that happens, like I immediately thought, okay, I have time to actually like sit and look at this buck. Cause about all the deer that came out, we're just kind of like eating and moseying and just slowly walked past me. So I dropped the range finder, threw up my binos, and I was like, okay, I don't think it's at 10 point, but I still don't know. And I was starting to look at it. And as soon as it got done itching its face, it started like fast walking again through the field, trying to catch up with the other deer. And so I dropped the binos, pick up my range finder, and I start clicking it. Cause at this point, like I want to take a shot because I'm not 100% sure which one, like what it is, but it's just like I, I just don't know. And I'm not going to waste this opportunity because. I still have that scarcity mindset, especially after hunting uh, the Southern Oklahoma where the deer density isn't probably a quarter what it is up in Kansas. Yeah. And uh, so I had kind of a scarcity mindset and I was going to take the shot. Well, I uh, range it and it said like 55 and then I ran and then right when I was pulling it away, it said 50 and I was like, well, shit, which one is it? And mm -hmm. so by the time I ranged it again, it said like 52 or something like that, but he was already... I knew unless I stopped them and then grab my bow and knock and draw back, which would take another five seconds. I was like, this, this probably just isn't going to work. And so he walked by and just moseyed out in the field until my, my, uh, the wind switched up and blew into the field and then they all scattered, but cleared the field for you. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, what was your impressions of him? Cause you saw this deer the next evening, you got to show us the footage and mm -hmm. kind of looking at it. There's, it's different being there and being the one that experiences a nice one right. that you could shoot on public and objectively being like, I'm just looking at a video. And yeah. what did you think of him after looking at the video? After looking at the video, like I, I agreed, like I knew in the back of my head, cause you were saying, you know, that's, that's just like a, like a, I don't want to say subpar deer, but like it's, it's a an nice average deer. deer. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice deer, but like, I don't think that's really what we're looking for because we had a talk before the season. We all had a talk before the season. It's just like, we need to hold out for a giant because we're in giant territory. And if we want to mount another 120 inch deer, then that's just at that point, it's just like, we don't want to mount another 120 inch deer. We want to wait for something that we're excited to get back from the taxidermist. Right. And so that's what we kind of agreed upon. But in the moment, it's just like, you already having the hunt of your life, seeing this many deer, because I've never seen that many deer. Like, it was I watched a lot. your video. Yeah. I was like, dang, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, they they just kept walking by as we were like focused on that buck. But uh, so like that had my emotions, like like my adrenaline going just by itself. And all of a sudden you see that buck and it actually has a little bit of uh, uh, antlerage. And it's just like, well, you're just so caught in the moment that it's just like, yes, I need like I want to shoot. And so but after having that adrenaline wear down after getting back from the house, like showing, showing you all what, and, and kind of getting your all's opinion on it. It's, uh, 
yeah, it, it kind of made me realize that it's probably, you know, wasn't as big as I thought it was in the moment. And uh, so since the wind blew out, out of the field, uh, blew him out of the field that night, I decided to give it, give it an evening and hunt somewhere else that just give that little spot a break. Then the next evening I went in. Did, uh, did he have snow white horns? I think they were white or I don't, I don't know if they were just like, like that bleach. Cause, cause the buck that I saw, um, on that same evening, you had the really good hunt. I also saw 17 deer mm-hmm. like at a, on one of my spots. I mean, every deer was a doe. I'm pretty sure besides one or two, the one buck that I saw, um, dude, he was probably an 80 inch, but he had snow white horns. Really? I mean, snow <laughs> white, like there it, it's weird up there because you can tell immediately if they're a buck, like, coming from a lot of the Oklahoma stuff we hunt, it's like you have to hit them with the binos two or three times just to see if they have antlers because it's like that the horn almost like blends, blends in. in. Yeah. yeah, it blends in really good with like not only the native grasses but like the trees and like especially when they get super dark. But no, up there, it's just like they throw their head up and I'm like, oh, that's bucks. <laughs> like I know immediately. Yeah. But how did that buck, how did he compare to the one that we have already released to the footage on? It's, it's, it's hard to compare just, I mean, from looking at, at, at the footage you got, because when I seen him, it was a whole, like maybe five second ordeal. So like I could tell what buck it was, but, uh, but for the most part, I'm, I'm just now, now I'm just basing it off of the footage you, you collected from it, but you could definitely tell like, like, like a size difference, uh, on there. But for the most part, man, if it's like late November in the trip, or like like late in the trip. I mean, I would. I think I would still be like pretty happy taking taking that deer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't want to sound privileged. Like, okay, we're not going to shoot 125 on public land. But it's just not every. It's not every year you're going to get the opportunity to hunt in Kansas, right. and right. especially have a really good unit like we do. And it's just a, a unique opportunity on public in Oklahoma. I'd be like, send it, send it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I wouldn't even be asking y'all's opinion at that point <laughs> if we were in Oklahoma. But since we were there, you know, we're in uh, big buck country. It was like, well, so the next evening I go out there and the same doe kind of funnel out maybe a little bit later in the evening, but, uh, you know, they still made a showing. And then the same little smaller bucks started fil- filtering out. And I was like, and I, I know I texted you and I was like, I, I really think that that, that one's going to make another showing. And sure enough, he did just from the way it like the wind was blowing perfect, uh, seeing the same deers last time. So, I mean, apparently they weren't too boogered up, but, uh, yeah, it was weird. But this time, instead of hanging on that side of the field, they all filtered all the way to the right side. And so I was kind of just sitting there watching them in the binos, you know, seeing if there's any like new bucks over there, but, uh, I couldn't really see that well. And later in the evening, like probably, 20 25 minutes before dark the buck comes up from behind me in the left and at this point i don't know it's a buck but he just thrashing through things like the thickest part of the the understory within that block of timber he was just barreling through and i was like oh dang and he he probably got 45 yards away from me in the timber but i was like you know he he's probably going to work his way up in the field and i kind of hadn't had in my head that like i wasn't going to shoot that deer but obviously Still going to take another look at it. Reserve the right to take another look. Right. And uh, so he basically went out in the field the same way as last time. And, of course, I had had everything rolling rolling again because I was like, I might take the shot. I don't know. But I had my range finder, and I I was going to make sure, like, I ranged him quick enough. 
and he he just takes his time and this time he just slowly eating because all the other deer are on the other side of the field and uh he he's walking slow and just taking his time and he gets out in the opening he's 40 i think it was like 42 or 44 yards away something like that and he he's just standing there all stretched out broadside perfectly broadside like that's exactly what i wanted him to, to do like two evenings before and he he just did it perfectly it was like god was like okay here you go like this is what you wanted are you going to take the shot or not yeah and i mean because he probably stood there for five minutes just like just eating broadside and i was like dang so well, if he would have done that the first morning or sorry the first evening he may not no longer be with us he his lungs would have looked more deflated than they <laughs> usually are. <laughs> out of pull, out of credit. He wouldn't have a spine anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if my spine went I've lost my spine. I'd be like, listen, I'm the luckiest person alive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I looked at him through my binos for five minutes, and sooner or later, I was just like, no, no, not gonna do it. Oh man, it's hard to go to a place where you see a bunch of deer because you get so much into that scarcity mindset. You're like, this is my one opportunity. Right. This is my one opportunity. And it's just like when you hunt somewhere that's really good and you have to draw out for, and there's limited tags and you know, a good amount of public land, you don't have to do that. And that's a weird feeling. Well, the thing is, is like, like, yeah, I would genuinely be happy with that buck. But the thing is, is, is kind of like we were saying, like, it's not even the best part of the season yet. Like, I, I haven't got to experience November in Kansas, like the rut in Kansas. Like I want, I want to experience that too. Like so far I just, I've just experienced mosquitoes and, and early season Kansas. And it's just like, and it's, and it's still great. Like I'm having a great time, but I, like, I'm not saying like that by no means, like I would, I'd be more than happy taking that buck and I still might if it comes down to it. But uh, yeah, it's just, just one of those things. And I, I might be kicking myself at the end of the season, but then again, I could be holding a 150 or a 170 at the end of the season being like, ha, like I did the right thing. Well, you got to take yourself out of the game at, at, at some point, especially in a one buck state. And it's like, if it was a two buck state and we got two, oh. tags, <laughs> maybe a different story, but yeah, it would you, be you sure. just, I don't want to take myself out of the game yet because there's the majority of the season is still here. And the best part of the season is here. Like we're on like a ramp and we're on level one and it's going to go up to level 10. It's like, I don't want to jump off at level one. I want to see how this ride plays mm -hmm. out. Now, I mean, it's one of those things, like at the end of the season, would I rather take one like that home today or would I have to take roll a dice and have a 50-50 at, you know, 150-inch deer? And it's like, for me, I'd rather take the take, – I'd rather roll the dice and uh, yeah. see what's going to happen. It, you've already it, got good deer. I mean, you've, you've already got good deer. What, why not? Why not roll the dice? Yeah, it, it does help a lot because Jake Ayers was seeing 140, 150 inch deer where he was sitting. And it's just like, okay, so I know for sure they are here. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean that that's good reassurance too. Yeah. And we're seeing deer. It's not like we're getting skunked every single hunt. I mean, and a lot of people that I know that are hunting Kansas right now are getting skunked a lot of the sits too. And it's like, okay, the people that I know that have killed deer in Kansas in the past are still getting skunked this time of the year we should probably just be happy to be seeing deer. It's mm. like, I'm expecting, but I'm, but every time, like we talked about, if I go hunting, I'm not going hunting in a time where I don't think I can kill a mature buck. Then I won't go. If I don't think I'm not can. going for your health base. Yeah. yeah newly, <laughs> uh, when they went to Kansas, they said the first like few weeks were just absolutely awful. Um, you know, for, for four out of the five of them. 
Um, Josh, I think, killed one like early September or uh, mid to late September when season started, um, and they didn't see anything for the first few weeks, and he was telling me, hey, it, it kind of sucks. You know, in the evenings it's okay, but morning Kansas, it's early um, in the season, just they suck. Um, and then he said that, and they went back in November and had two, two, three, one fifties down. You know, the same weekend. So were they seeing good Dude, numbers? That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, they were. They also were saying, uh, in, you know, in November they were going and driving around after the hunt. You know, looking at spots and stuff and seeing bucks out in fields, like good, good bucks out in fields. Mm. And, also, by the mean. way, yeah, I thought, well, if that happened, I'm going to sneak in the beans, but <laughs> I had a bean set and it didn't work. So beans are a no go. You don't want to tell that story? <laughs> have I not already told it? <laughs> no. <laughs> the listeners might have already heard it, though. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys tell him? You've Listen, I, I, I tried to tell Christian not to say it. Shut, but... the, shut <laughs> up. This is on the record, kid. <laughs> were, the, were the people making fun of me? It's like, what were my options? I'm out have you, there. Have what you got are, any DMs at all? Not, I have no idea. Not that I've dang checked. it. I'm disappointed in the community. Um, oh, on TikTok, are you talking? No, about on TikTok? no, no, I'm talking about on the podcast. Make sure you, you uh look at your requested DMs too, though, because you might yeah. have to go like in a special file. Oh, yeah, they're probably what What are they supposed to say, you idiot? Like, what, what are they, they were like, they might call you beans, might call you Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, we're trying to. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I, I, was good, I don't business. know how that dude saw me. All right, he's that, in the bushes. It's crazy. <laughs> I walked in. Yes. I mean, I'm laying down, dude. I'm laying down in these things, and I'm like, I'm like moving beans, like to to get just. I don't even see the dough. I just see him moving. I'm like, all right. Uh, so far so good. They step in the field and they look right at me. I'm like, no, no. They don't see yes. me. Yes, they do. They they do. How how? I was like, I, I got nothing, dude. I'm 25 yards in these beans. There's no way. But I had a bobcat come out and mess around out there for I don't know how long, and it didn't see me and had no idea. And then finally, when I popped over, like to look up, you know, I was I barely looked up around the field to see if anything was walking the field line every now and then. And then I saw the bobcat, and I sit there and watched it for a while, and finally it caught on to me. But it probably yeah, those dough, those dough, I like just like yeah. out there in the beans, like oh, here we go, I'm about to get me a snag. <laughs> yeah, those that was just crazy. I don't know how, but mm. I don't so, know how they see me in in the beans, but I go out there to our lease and set up, you know, in a tree just 15 foot up for 25 minutes, you know, open as can be three of them and they have no clue, but I don't know. Maybe they're a lot more pressured or they know what people are around there. It's probably a good thing you didn't sit, the, sit in the sand because that buck probably would have went out and you would have been tagged out in Kansas too. So yeah, look at it. If I time. sit in the stand, that was a 65, 60 yard shot around trees that I couldn't even see the corn. Sometimes you just got to make it happen. So, like we I said, corn, this is on private. This is on private. So, what's everybody talk. doing this weekend? Is anybody hunting this weekend, Jake? Uh, if the wind's right, if the wind's right. If not, you got to sit at home, take take a breather. I don't know. Might. All right then, Pate. What are you doing? You gonna you gonna take a breather this weekend since you're a killer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, man. It's just the it, it's got to rest up for November because I'm gonna be dragging like two more out probably first week in November. So I hope so. For that. God, don't spike don't spike us down. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go this weekend. 
I'm me and Lauren are going to go to Kansas. So that could be either uh, a new level to our relationship where I shoot a buck or I could just want to break a leg because I hate hanging, hang on. Yeah. Y'all's, you know, marriage, you really better hope you kill a buck because you're going to be really angry if you don't. You just better hope Lauren's not like the one that keeps fixing her hair every five seconds. Just it's in, it's in my face. Let me just is she actually going to sit with you? Is she? Yeah, is she she's going to film me. Are y'all going to uh, up there by J. Airs? Are you going to? The don't know spot? yet. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. Uh, there's part of me that wants to go hunt where we've hunted, but there's also another part of me that's like, why not? You know, it's not the good part of the year. Why not keep exploring? You know. Either or. I mean, either or. I I, I really think we have a good amount. We have a good baseline in Kansas, mm-hmm. and it's just like I want to keep adding kind of like tools to that belt so i have more to fall back on um but we should start seeing a little bit more uh activity as far as like rubs scrapes that sort of thing so i'm kind of hoping to be able to do a little bit more active scouting because it's just seemed like the stuff we've scouted now it's just like well i'm gonna have to scout it with my eyes because i can't see crap on the ground i can't i can't stand that yeah yeah so hmm on one hand, it would be nice to like already have a place to stay at Jair's, but I guess y'all could always just hotel motel it. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I was notified because by Lauren that the Airbnbs are not plentiful in Kansas. I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought so, but uh, and I assume she's not, not, not the type to uh, truck it. I'm not the type to truck it anymore after Carol's <laughs> showing me the dark side. Yeah. I can't believe we got Carol back in the truck. Uh, at the least, just... <laughs> man i was so tired i couldn't even get out to go into the holiday Inn. i was so tired like, i was like I, I literally reached over grabbed my pants in my jacket and threw them on and threw my pants on actually used my jacket as a pillow didn't even put my jacket on and just turned over as soon as i fell asleep heard my alarm was like well that was the quickest two and a half hours i've ever had so well hey you got it done Pressure's off. Now it's time to go shoot some more bucks. I'm hunting this weekend. Jake might be. It's no from Pate. He's resting up for November. His. I mean, I'm going to hunt. It's just, am I going to Kansas? No. Okay. All right. Well, um, hopefully we'll have some good news um, on the next podcast. Maybe I'll shoot one in Kansas and have someone there to film and help me drag it out. Um, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode unless you guys got something else. All right. No. We'll we'll catch you guys in the next Hunt Talk episode, hopefully with another deer down. Bye. Love you. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Hunter's Advantage podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.